Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Mark on the World Show. We've got Aaron Martin with us today. He's the Executive Vice Pre President of Providence St. Joseph Health. He is responsible for managing a $150 million uh, venture fund there. This is really an exciting uh, discussion we're going to have today about applying impact investing principles in the healthcare arena. Stick around. You don't want to miss this episode. Welcome to the Your Mark on the World show with your champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. This episode is made possible via the support of our sponsors, including Johnson & Johnson's Caring Crowd. Aaron, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure. We're thrilled, thrilled to have you and excited to learn more about what you're doing. So uh, tell us about this venture fund you manage at uh, Providence. Uh, sure. So Providence Ventures is a $150 million venture fund that uh, we founded about four years ago. And we've got 13 companies uh, in the portfolio so far, um, three investment professionals in addition to myself. And what we mainly invest in is healthcare IT companies and health-enabled services. And uh, just a quick background on Providence St. Joseph's, uh, we're a $23 billion health system that is mission focused. We focus on um, serving everybody, uh, in particular the, the poor and vulnerable. And so a lot of the, kind of the focus that we take at Providence Ventures is uh, not only, um, you know, how do we improve healthcare in terms of the quadruple aim, but also how do we um, help improve access and convenience for anybody who needs access to care. What's the quadruple aim? The quadruple aim is, is, is the ability to lower cost, uh, improve quality, and improve customer and provider satisfaction. And so that's, you know, if you kind of hit all four of those areas, you're improving healthcare across the board. Sure, sure. So the money in the fund, $150 million, where did it come from? Uh, it came from Providence St. Joseph's uh, off of our balance sheet. And so we're a single limited fund, which means that we have one investor um, who, who we are, are accountable uh, to, which is the, uh, the health system. And uh, what do you do with the financial returns? What's the program? Are you going to reinvest those or uh, do they go back to the mothership to be used uh, in other ways? Yeah, so it, it's, it's, it's not unlike on our balance sheet, other private equity investments that we make. Um, so we create a return on capital. And then at the end of um, the investment period, which is a long period, it's uh, seven to 10 years, we return capital back to the health system. And then they decide whether or not they're going to kind of reinvest that capital back into this space or other areas that might benefit patients. Well, it's a, a fascinating model. Uh, Give us a sense of some of the portfolio companies. Sure, sure. So we have a very um, focused business model with respect to Providence and, and, and my broader responsibilities. So not only do I run Providence Ventures, I'm also responsible for all of our digital activities within the health system, as well as marketing. And so we have a, uh, an innovation model that basically looks for big opportunities uh, to improve uh, people's health through digital. And what we do is we go and we stink and we, we stack and uh, prioritize those opportunities. And then we determine, 
do we already own the solution to the problem first? And if we do, we just use whatever technology that we've already got ownership over. Um, if not, then we give the, the ball to Providence Ventures and Providence Ventures goes out and looks for companies that can kind of improve, can solve that problem, problem exquisitely well. We call those best of breed companies. And then if we don't have it and we can't find it, if it doesn't exist in the market, we'll actually build it. So we have a team of about 100 people uh, you know, that are software engineers coming from the likes like I did from Amazon, Microsoft, places like that, based in Seattle, that actually build new companies. And so what, what's happened is, is we have 13 portfolio companies, um, 11 of which are companies that were in that kind of best of breed model that we went out and we found out into the marketplace, and then two of which we actually invented and spun out uh, from our health system as well. And so to give you a few examples, um, a good example of, of a company that we've invested in is a company called Kairos. They're based out in Boston. And again, with that best of breed category, we looked internally for a solution that solved the problem that they do, which is, believe it or not, it's actually very complicated to determine which clinicians work for you at any given period of time, and then to take that information and provide it to the call centers so that they can create, you know, um, they can, they can um, add, uh, they, they, they can find the correct physician, um, and also to kind of publish that, that, that the, the physician information onto the website, and, the, and physician directories is typically what you see. So they did, they're a, a, what we call a best of breed company that really did an extremely good job of solving that one specific problem. Interesting, interesting. Um, how does that then improve, draw the, finish drawing the line for us, how does that improve healthcare? Sure, so one of the issues is, is you know, can I find the correct um, physician for what I'm looking to solve for? So for instance, um, you know, uh, one of the issues is, is, is that when I'm, let's say for instance, I, I've been diagnosed with something and I need to see a specialist. How do I make the search for the specialist as simple and as easy as possible for the, the patient, whether or not they're calling us on, on the phone or they're looking us up on the website, right? And um, so, so this technology does is, is it, it dives deep into our core systems. It finds the, you know, whether or not that physician has got privileges at our health system or we employ them. And it takes all that information. We add information as, uh, you know, kind of compiled on that physician in terms of what their scope of practice is. So, for instance, you know, are they really a specialist in this one specific procedure? And then we make it easy for the, the patients, therefore, to kind of find that specific specialist who's done a lot of those procedures, who needs, uh, you know, that they need that care from. Interesting, interesting. How about another example in your portfolio? Sure, sure. Another example would be a company called Zell, and this is an example of a company that we didn't see a solution out in the marketplace, and we actually invented this technology internally, and we spun it out. So in this case, what Zell does is, is it allows any um, physician to prescribe anything that's not a pharmaceutical directly from their EMR. So what an EMR is, is, is say if you're in a physician's office, it's the thing they're typing into. It's kind of the the backbone infrastructure of healthcare, right? Um, and so it's where they kind of document their clinical notes. And if you've noticed, what happens is, 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 is they need to prescribe, uh, say, a pharmaceutical to you, a drug, 
um, they'll prescribe it from that platform and then you'll go and you'll pick up that drug at your local pharmacy, for instance, right? Now take that same kind of concept and say that they want to prescribe to you a digital app that may help improve your healthcare or a product or a service like say for instance they're worried that you're not going to be able to make uh, your next appointment on time because you may be uh, a Medicaid recipient and it's hard for you to travel to the location because public transport is, is not convenient so they may be able to prescribe a lift ride to you. Um, you know, they may be able to prescribe any number of different services, products, anything that's really um, can be delivered via URL, which is pretty much anything these days. Uh, they can prescribe uh, that directly from the EMR as if they were pre prescribing a, a, a pharmaceutical. Does that uh, impact the uh, reimbursability? Uh, does it in, impact the cost to the patient or does that simply uh, give the doctor a way of tracking the recommendations he's made? It depends. So in some cases, it's recommendations that clinicians make all day long. So they may you know, recommend something as simple as, hey, go to this website and read this information or watch this video, those types of things. In that case, it just tracks whether or not the patient actually did that and it puts it back into the EMR. So next time they see you, they can say, okay, this person, you know, watch that video, for instance. Uh, or it can be something more complicated like, hey, the patient may need to pay for that lift ride, or it may be actually covered under some insurance plans. Uh, or if the, uh, if, if the organization is under risk, which means that they're accountable for the health of that patient front to back, it may just make sense for, um, for the organization to pay for that, that lift ride, for instance, to make sure that that patient gets there on time so that they're in the schedule correctly and so that, that it's not interfering with the rest of the day's surgical schedule, for instance. This is fascinating. Now, clearly, you're looking at financial returns. Mm -hmm. uh, how are you performing? Yeah, we're doing well. Uh, I think we're kind of benchmarking against uh, what typical healthcare IT and um, um, and health-enabled services, uh, sorry, technology-enabled services BCs perform, and so we're tracking pretty well. We're very happy with the returns in the portfolio so far. Do you also have a way of measuring the impact on healthcare delivery and outcomes from uh, across the Providence system? Yes. So we're, we take very, very close attention to that. And, and to kind of take a step back, um, why is this important? It's not important necessarily from a financial returns scenario. So for instance, we're a, we're a $23 billion organization, $150 million of investments relative to our balance sheet is about $10.5 billion of investments that we make. Um, you know, our, our, it's basically our cash, right, as a, as a health system. You know, $150 million, if we did really, really well and we doubled that over, say, you know, seven to 10 years, it's, it doesn't really move the needle financially for the entire organization. So that's not the strategic point of it. The strategic point of it is for us to really understand, you know, what's going on in technology, how do we kind of interface with it, and then trying to go out and find solutions to the, the key problems that what we call the needle movers um, uh, you know, for the organization. That has a much bigger kind of strategic benefit to us. So for instance, you know, if we can uh, improve patient satisfaction uh, through Kairos, 
we can make, for instance, a better recommendation of here's a clinician that you can go to. That's better for us. It's better for the patient. And it'll probably generate a better outcome than if they kind of, you know, search through the wilds of the internet trying to find a physician and uh, with, with limited kind of good, well-vetted information. What are you most proud of having accomplished so far? Uh, accomplished scaling technology in a health system, which is really, really difficult. Um, you know, new t health systems uh, are highly regulated. Um, they're very complex. Um, health systems are a, um, an aggregation of many, many smaller businesses that kind of work together. And so it's a very complicated um, you know, place. And then also they're services um, um, businesses. And so they, 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 they're very complicated by their very nature. And so to be able to get kind of technology to scale at the level that we have is pretty tremendous here. What's the most important lesson you've learned from your experience there? Uh, the most important lesson that I've learned is um, make sure that we drive innovation um, the what are we going to work on by getting consensus first on what's the problem we're trying to solve. Um, really getting crisp on the problem definition and then also very getting very crisp on what's the economic clinical or patient value or provider value that you're going to be delivering. So being able to quantify those things up front. Um, that drives a lot of um, um, momentum throughout the, and then getting consensus with the, uh, the rest of the organization on, okay, this is a top priority for us. Uh, because what can happen is, is if you only kind of do innovation, you know, with kind of experimentations within the different regions, they typically don't get enough momentum quickly. And the reason is, is because there's not a consensus on this is a big, important problem that we need to go solve. And the problem with healthcare is there's many things wrong with it. And it's a long list. And so, you know, everybody that we talk to who's, who's got a technology solution to a problem um, says that this is one of the most important problems that we have. And what we do is we try to apply data and a set of rigor to that. Interesting approach, interesting approach. Obviously, Aaron, you're a super smart guy. You could be doing anything. Uh, what appeals to you about the work in healthcare? Well, you know, the interesting thing is, is I, you know, I'll have been at Providence St. Joe's now for five years in January. And a lot of people ask me, why did you leave Amazon to come to, to Providence? And, you know, a couple of reasons. One is um, every single day, I can use the things that I learned at Amazon, which was an incredible place uh, to learn how to lead, learn how to learn about technology, learn um, how technology can kind of, you know, solve uh, very important and big problems. Uh, use that same kind of, that, that same kind of learning to really apply it towards things that truly impact people's lives every single day. And uh, what's really kind of inspiring is, is um, you know, is, is that work that you do every single day to where you can actually count the number of people that you help either access healthcare more conveniently, get treatment that they otherwise can afford, um, you know, or get treatment that they probably couldn't even get to through telehealth, for instance, right? So we're delivering this great, you know, video visit platform for low acuity kind of episodic healthcare where you know, people who are kind of in rural areas can now, if they, as long as they have a stable internet connection, can, can, can tap into that network um, and easily and affordably uh, access healthcare. So you kind of look at these, 
you know, these weekly reports, we do this thing called a weekly business review. As we did at Amazon, we kind of took that practice over. But the metrics that we're seeing every single day are basically the number of people helped. Fantastic. Aaron, what's your superpower? <laughs> um, I think my superpower is, and sometimes I use this for good and so sometimes not so good, is my ability to solve problems. And so what I meant by good and where I need to kind of restrain it is, is, is I feel like uh, one of the things that I, I do personally really, really well is get in and I love very complex problems, disaggregating them into their component parts and really kind of solving these complicated problems. And then ironically at Amazon, we had a, um, we had a leadership principle called innovate and simplify. And the, the reason why those two words are together, but innovation and simplification is it's really easy to innovate and make something more complex. It's really hard to innovate and make something simpler, right? And so that is something that I think um, I am personally really good, good with. One of the things I've got to constantly kind of, you know, tell myself is let the team learn how to do that. So don't solve the problems for them. Uh, really let the team kind of engage, give them coaching, give them guidance, but let them solve the problems for themselves. Fantastic. Well, Aaron, it's been a real pleasure to have you on the show. We appreciate you taking the time. I know you're really busy, but before you go, would you take just a moment to tell everyone how they can learn more about Providence St. Joseph Healthcare and, and uh, how they can connect with you personally? Sure. Uh, so we have uh, published all of our uh, strategies on Medium. So just look for Providence Innovation or Providence Ventures, and you can find it there. So if you look on medium.com, you can find everything, all of our you know, thought pieces about strategy that we're using and um, you know, specific case examples, blogs, videos, things like that on the Medium channel. You can also hit me up at Twitter. So I'm at Aaron Martin FC. Um, so at Aaron Martin FC, uh, Frank Charlie, and, um, and look me up on LinkedIn. So those are the, probably the best ways to, of getting in touch with me. Fantastic. Well, Aaron, again, thank you very much for being with us today. We wish you every success in improving healthcare around the world, certainly at Providence. Thank you so much. All righty, let's do some good. At Caring Crowd, we believe everyone has the power to make a difference. Through our crowdfunding platform for community health, we empower passionate people to drive real change. Whether you work for a nonprofit organization, volunteer, or want to get involved for the first time, you can post a campaign on Caring Crowd. Join us, because caring is where change begins. Thank you for listening. Devonthorpe's mission is to end extreme poverty, improve global health and mitigate climate change before 2045 by finding and sharing the stories of those who are doing the most good. You can join with other listeners to accelerate Devon's mission by visiting helpdevon.org right now.